As we wrap up the week, we're bringing you one of the many positive messages from our past interviews. Each Thursday, we're sharing stories of our most watched athletes, celebrities, and leaders. We hope these problem-solving narratives inspire you to tackle obstacles in your own life. This week, Jeannie Buss. So from the time you were in elementary school, I think all you ever wanted to do was be in the family business. You said, I consider myself an ambitious person almost to my own detriment. Yeah. How so? I just, I like to live up to the challenge, you know? So like, what am I capable of? If I saw somebody do something, then I'd be like, well, how would I accomplish that same goal? Like, I just, it's like, I guess, curiosity. You know, can, can I find that space in myself to, you know, do whatever it takes to get something done. And, and thankfully it wasn't to climb Mount Everest because that wouldn't ever happen. <laughs> when you were a kid, you used to walk the hallways, pop into conference rooms. Uh, what sorts of things would you hear folks talk about with regards to the sports business? When I would walk into a conference room, it was usually because I was delivering donuts, right? And I was, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, and my dad said, you know, go get us this or go get some coffee, whatever. And I would bring bring it in, and then instead of leaving, I would sit in the corner and I would listen, and I would listen to the debates. And that when, you know, somebody wanted something over here, what were they willing to give up over there to get what they wanted? You know, like people pounding desks, like I, I really mean this, you know, and just like the theatrics of mm -hmm. negotiating and just being completely entertained by that. How do you think that impacted you? I, I just became fascinated with the business and wanted to know more and more. And my dad saw that interest in me and he fed it. Like he, you know, if there was uh, something that was coming up in business, especially when he was involved in um, world team tennis, he would give me a report or a brief and say, what do you think of this? Yeah. And he would ask my opinion. And, you know, that, that was a powerful thing to be listened to. And, you know, whether I influenced him or not, he could hear my thinking and how I approached whatever the issue was. And that helped you how? Um, I think it helped me just the idea that he had confidence in me, but I think it also helped him. And that meant everything. It too. meant yeah. everything. And, you know, I, I always emphasize to, to fathers to empower their daughters the same way um, because it, 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 it's just very important. I mean, both parents having them uh, listen to you. But my dad, you know, could... Um, hear my thought process and how I approached things and you know and you know he came to value that so that when things were on the line he knew how I would deal with the problem and that gave him more confidence to give me more authority and more responsibility. The time you spent running the forum long hours you were involved in a bitter labor dispute what did that period teach you? When the job became available, my dad came to me and he said, I think you could do this job. And so as your boss, I'm offering you this job. 
but as your father, I'm advising you not to take it. And I didn't really understand that until I got involved. And it was so time consuming because when you're running a venue, it, it allowed me to go from one side of the business, which I was the promoter, to the other side, which was running the venue and dealing with outside promoters and having them bring your, their shows to your venue. Um, it was valuable experience for me, but I was working, you know, 14 hour days and you, you have no social life. And so that, that was a very um, difficult time. But it, and it, it went on for how long? Um, about four years. And so, you know, I'd, I'd come out of a divorce and, um, you know, so I, I had the time, you know, but it wasn't a lot of fun. If you had to do that over again, would you still do it? Um, I got really burnt out. Um, I guess I, I had to, to go through to get me to where I am today. And it really paid off because when we moved the Lakers to a new arena in downtown LA, um, now we are, you know, the renter. And so understanding how the, the arena operated was really important in terms of negotiating our lease, not accepting no for an answer, because I know how things work. Um, so that, that was an important part of my career. You once said about your dad, he was concerned that I would sacrifice on a personal level a relationship and a family because of my ambition. Uh, your thoughts on that today? Um, you know, in some ways he was right. And, um, you know, I think he was always my father first instead of my boss. And uh, he didn't want to see me miss out on a big part of life, which was to have a family. And I did what was right for me. And of course, as a father, he would always worry about me. Well, and at the end of the day, you have created a massive family for yourself. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think I think of uh, the Lakers as family, mm -hmm. and the fans are like family to me. Like, I like to sit at games with, you know, I don't sit in a suite. I love that that uh, people have access to me. I love taking pictures with fans and hugging them and hearing stories about who their favorite player is. You said you've gone from being like a sister to the players to a mother now. What was the kind of recognition of that change like? Um, just the, the age group, you know, when Magic came into the league, he was 19, I was 17 yeah. when my dad owned the team. So we were similar in age and then, um, as time went on, you know, now now I'm like literally the same age as their grandmothers. <laughs> and it's it's crazy. But um, I think really what changed and, you know, I, I talk about, you know, being on the other side of, you know, when I ran the forum and was on the venue side, uh, when I um, entered a relationship with the head coach, Phil Jackson, um, you know, I saw a whole different side of a basketball team. 
Really? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it was um, so different. And that's where I felt like I became more of the mother role uh, because he was kind of the father figure. You know, Phil would always call a practice on Thanksgiving and I would get so mad at him because these guys don't get enough time with their families during the season. And now you're, you're making them come in on Thanksgiving and have a practice. And he finally explained to me, he said, Jeannie, I'll have them home in plenty of time to have their Thanksgiving dinner. He said, but they need to understand this is their family as well. And a team really is like their extended family. And I really uh, learned to appreciate that. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and every week sharing long-form interviews on Mondays and shorter, uplifting stories on Thursdays and then trending clips on Fridays. We'd love to hear from you with ratings and reviews. Do you prefer the longer podcast episodes or our shorter ones? I'm excited to get your take. Thanks again.